Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In chapter eight of the categories, after discussing the four main types of quality, topoion, Aristotle goes on and discusses something that we can call opposition or contrariety, enantiotes. And this is particularly important for qualities because qualities play such an important role within Aristotle's treatment of thought and language and being. So we want to spend a bit of time going through this and being very clear about what it is that Aristotle is saying. So he tells us that qualities admit of, they accept, it's a possibility for them to have contrariety. What that means is that they have something that is opposed to them as a quality. And he gives you several great examples here, justice versus injustice. Now notice that that falls into the first kind of quality that we discussed in this chapter that is habits and dispositions because justice and its opposite injustice are in fact habits, as as Aristotle will call them. What kind of habits? The specific kind of habits that we call virtues and vices. And virtue is, is itself opposed to vice. Justice is a specific kind of virtue. Injustice is its opposite. The other example that Aristotle uses here is blackness versus whiteness. Now, it's important to note with both of these, and we'll talk a little bit more about blackness versus whiteness, that he is using the terms that name that quality. He's not just saying black versus white. He's saying blackness, the quality of blackness, the quality of whiteness, the quality of justice, the quality of injustice. So blackness versus whiteness, these are opposed to each other as well. And even if we don't have the same sort of physical theory or theory of color production that Aristotle himself has, which you can find in, in other texts, in particular in the On the Soul and on Sense and the Sensible, we can understand what he's saying here. And that's, that's the key thing. This is going to be particularly important when we go to look at things that don't have opposition. These are very opposed to each other. We might give as another example, when it comes to taste, Aristotle opposes the bitter at one end of a spectrum to the sweet, the picros to the glucus. So these are very important. Now these are passive qualities, right? These are the third type of quality that we looked at. And we might also want to think about, well, what about the other two types of qualities? Well, when it comes to what he calls, you know, natural capacities, those we can find opposition in as well. He talks about people being healthy, you know, being able to resist disease and stuff like that. And then we would oppose to that the unhealthy, right? That would be another quality. When it comes to the shapes and figures of things, I don't think that we can talk in terms of opposites here or contraries, not with Aristotle's sense. We might, if we extend it further and we think about convex and concave or or something along those lines, but he doesn't consider that here. So we don't have to worry about that. Now I mentioned not all qualities admit of contraries. And what does he give as his examples here? He says the black and the white 
are in fact contraries to each other, but this is not so in all cases. Red, yellow, and similar colors are qualities that have no contraries. And again, we would want to put aside the fact that we, we've all been introduced to the color wheel as children when we had to daub some paint within some lines and show ourselves that yellow is indeed opposed to purple as a complementary color, orange to blue, red to green. Aristotle's not working with that. And he, he conceives of these other colors as existing on sort of a spectrum between the black and the white, with the black and the white being what we might call the most primary. The words that he's using here are puros and ochros. They're not exactly corresponding to, to what we, we understand, but Aristotle does recognize a set of different colors. We could similarly say something with taste. So if we have the bitter at one end and we have the sweet at another end, there's a whole bunch of other tastes that fit in between. Aristotle actually recognizes eight basic flavor profiles, as we might call them today, including the fatty or oily, closer to the sweet, and things like the sour, the astringent, the rough, in between the salty as well. Those are not really opposites to each other in the way that sweet and bitter would be for, for Aristotle. He doesn't use those examples here, but I think those illustrate what it is that we're trying to convey. Now, another important point that he makes here is if a contrary is a quality, then the other, the other opposed to it, its contrary is also going to be a quality as well. He uses the example of justice and injustice here. So he says, Injustice is contrary to justice. Justice itself is a quality. So then is injustice. And notice how he decides this. He says, could it fit into any of the other categories? No, it's not quantity or relation or place, nor in short, any other. And he says, this holds in the case of all contraries that we denominate qualities. So this holds in the case of other habits. This holds in the case of natural capacities. This holds in the case of things that we can sense, you know, passive qualities, as Aristotle calls them. This presumably would hold in the case of passions as well. It probably would not be applied, as I said, to the shapes and forms of things. But this, is, this tells you quite a lot. So quality encompasses a lot of different sets of contraries. One other thing that I want to talk about that's important here that's related to this is the issue of degrees, the more and the less, the, the malon and hechon in Greek. And Aristotle says that qualities themselves don't actually admit of degrees in the sense that we're thinking of. So he, he uses as examples health and justice, right? He says some people say health and justice, these people contend are not subject to variations, but people in varying degrees are possessed of health and justice and so on. The same with grammatical knowledge and all dispositions whatsoever. So he's saying here that he's willing to accept that, that point of view, that the qualities themselves, blackness or whiteness, look, you just have blackness and, and whiteness. But then when we get down to things, some things could be more black or more white. Some things could be some people, essentially. Well, things could be states of affairs as well, could be more just or less just. That means they possess more justice or they possess more injustice or less. So this is an important qualifier. And notice 
notice the distinction that he's making between this. Things themselves that have qualities of which we, you know, predicate these quality terms, those can have more or less. The qualities themselves are just what they are. So this, I think, encapsulates Aristotle's teaching in the categories on the category of quality and contrariety. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.